This morning in Acts chapter 6, if you please, we are going to be studying this morning about the Magnificent Seven. That's the title I've given it. This is, of course, the sixth in our series from the book of Acts. We have had an adventure so far. We've discovered things about the church that we didn't know, perhaps, some of us anyway. And looking back at the early New Testament church, we find out some things that I believe bless us today and that the church of today needs to recapture some of that passion and that zeal that that church that we read about in the book of Acts had toward Christ and toward God. And we, we also need to recapture that innocence, if that's the right word for it, that they just simply believed God, took Him at His word, and did it. And amazingly, God poured out His Holy Spirit and worked signs and miracles and wonders with them. Last week, we uh, talked about chapter 5. We preached from chapter 5, and we saw that there were some folks who went home early. And we talked about Ananias and Sapphira, and I do not intend to make light of that. Just to say to you that it's very important to obey the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit is moving mightily amongst you. Be careful what you say and what you do, and just be in communion with Him. And therefore, you won't come up missing. That's what my, my mom used to tell me. Boy, if you don't straighten up, you're going to come up missing. And she meant it. She could do it. So this morning in, in the book of Acts chapter 6, the Magnificent Seven. Well, let's talk about these Magnificent Seven. And I want to say, first of all, that they are magnificent in their character. Let me examine that a minute. They are magnificent in their character. The Bible says that they, the people were instructed by probably Peter and the other apostles to look out or to search out, to find, to select seven men from among their group that they knew well who were full of the Spirit and full of wisdom. Those were the only two qualifications that I find in Acts chapter 5. Now, I know a little later on it says that Stephen was a man full of faith. So that could also be put in there if you want as a qualification or a character. What I'm saying to you is that when we look upon a leader, we first look at character. And that's what Peter is saying here. Look at their character. And he's saying, I want you to look for men who are full of the Spirit and full of wisdom. Now, what does it mean to be full of the Spirit? I'm going to get into that in just a minute. He also, over in the book of Timothy said about deacons or servants, he said they are to be worthy of respect, sincere, free of addictions, honest, and have a clear conscience. These are character traits. We are to look at their whole life. We need to know them, okay? And we'll talk some more about that in a minute because when I finish this message, I'm going to draft seven men and women to be deacons out of this group this morning. Nobody said a word. Are you stunned? Are you going to laugh? No, I'm kidding. Everybody, <laughs> breathe a sigh of relief. No, I do need to tell you that this year, two of our deacons will retire. They will have to sit out a term, and we get an applause from one of those deacons on the front row. <laughs> Beloved, I do not believe that deaconship should be a life sentence. When I arrived at this church, you had a deacon that had been a deacon for 16, 17 years. I told him he could retire. He said he wanted to retire a long time ago. He wanted to be able to have a little fun, relax a little bit, without carrying the load of this church on his shoulders. And he ought to have that privilege. He ought to have that, that ability, that, that freedom, that liberty. I don't believe anybody should be sentenced 
to a lifetime in deaconship. You say, well, yeah, but Jim, what about preachers? They're called to a lifetime of ministry. So they are. But deacons are not. I don't see anywhere in the Bible that says that once you're elected a deacon, it's once a deacon, always a deacon. Do you? So deacons ought to be able to step out and others come in. So heads up, warning, advance notice. Two people in this congregation that are members are going to be selected to replace. Not this morning, <laughs> but two are going to be selected because Brian and, what's your name again? Larry. Are coming off and we do not refer to them as a board now we know that in the laws of our state you have to have a board of directors and the deacons serve as the board of directors but we do not refer to them as board members we refer to them as deacons and if deacons will deacon preachers will preach we'll have a good church amen